Film Society of Lincoln Center, you're listening to The Close-Up. On the show this week, we're sharing a conversation with German director Marinata, whose festival hit, Tony Erdmann, begins its theatrical run this weekend. Back in October, Ada joined us to premiere the film during the 54th New York Film Festival. The comedy drama has been a critical favorite since its debut at Cannes. It topped Film Comment's list of the best films of 2016, and Samuel T. Adams of Brooklyn Magazine wrote that it delivers one of the most enthralling and moving cinematic engagements of the year. During NYFF, Marinata joined selection committee member Amy Taubin for one of our free HBO Directors Dialogues to talk in-depth about Tony Erdmann and her career in general. Let's go to that now. Need a last-minute present for a film lover in your life? We've got you covered with gift certificates, memberships, and Film Society merchandise. Plus, for the month of December, all U.S. subscriptions to the award-winning Film Comment magazine are $10 off. Visit filmlink.org gift for more info and happy holidays from all of us here at the Film Society of Lincoln Center. So I just want to ask, I want to ask one big question, because I've seen all your films. Um, I've seen Forest for the Trees, I've seen uh, Everyone Else, and now this film. And one of the things that really struck me was the way you use the camera in relation to the actors. That in all three films, the camera is never locked down. And it always follows, even when the actors are still the camera is still alive. And so I want to ask you very much about that strategy. Ah, that's nice. I never, that's very rare that I get camera because it's so, actually the interesting thing, it's it's three different cameramen. And um, it's it was always handheld because I mean the, the, the there's this very simple rule for me that the actors come first and second comes the camera. So I would never like, first place the camera and then the actors are like decide for a, I mean, when I decide for a location, I think I decide more for a whole location and then I um, I think about where um, the actors, yeah, where, where the scene could happen and also on the, I, I always try to, to rehearse on location, like spending some time really staging it and that's also a very important moment for for the camera because um we decide then from which perspective we 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 tell we tell the story and i i always try that the cam that the cameraman is there at every rehearsal so that he really becomes like a third actor um so and that he after a while he really gets a feeling when to follow and which and especially with Tony Erdmann it was um important also in terms of of the story like to have this little shifts between when you follow him when you follow her and yeah and it was always handheld and and always Tony Erdmann was shot with one um lens yeah it was yeah so very simple um, so let's talk about Tony Erdman because there was a big gap between everyone else and Tony yeah. Erdman. 
And so how long did it take you to conceive this and write the script? And did you know it was going to be a comedy when you started? Um, so the writing process was, I think it was like two years, something. I mean, there was a lot of research also involved. And um, actually, I never really stopped writing because that that's the good thing when you write your own things that that you can like go with the with the shooting like um, just recently just someone asked yeah can we can we have the script and I really need to need it to uh, um, uh, construct it you know out of the various scenes that I changed during the writing and it's really uh, it stresses me out completely to write while shooting the film but actually it it really helps uh, helps a lot sometimes to uh, to uh, yeah to to change things to be more precise and so um, and with the comedy thing I, I was I mean it's good sometimes to have like a, a headline <laughs> for what you're doing so I was like yeah I'm doing a comedy now so this was something I I tried in a way but then I realized that that. Um, yeah, that I always need a drama or need to take it serious. So and 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 the thing is, I mean, and I also think it's it's not such a, um, it belongs together in a way that in that film that um, the drama and the comedy because um, he's playing a comedy for his daughter out of uh, and this comes out of a desperation or out of a they're in a dead end of their relationship, so that's why he comes up with that. And so, for me, it's it's maybe more, or also a film about humor. And I mean, I don't think it's, yeah, it should be in between. Yeah, like in well, genre. I also yeah. have cried yeah. afterwards every single time <laughs> I've seen it, because my father isn't around anymore, so I could go and yeah. say things. Um, did you, uh, I mean, did you think about when you were working on this, did you think about screwball comedies? Because it is a screwball, and they are the craziest couple. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I watched some. I liked Bringing Up Baby. I liked a lot. That's so good. I mean, I thought you, you should really, if you haven't seen it or if you haven't seen it for a long time, it's really such a good, it's so much fun to watch something like that. But it was not that I said it's going to be. I mean, it's way too slow for a, for it's for a screwball comedy. But uh, yeah, I like this going on and going on. I mean, they start this adventure together, or like he starts it with transforming into Tony Edman. But then, um, yeah, they are. Uh, it's not. It was always important that they are doing their own trip, so they ha have to, inv be in to invent things, or they have to decide, do we go on, what's happening next? Um, and um, so for this, I needed a bit more time in the film when the characters are not decided. And did you, um, I mean, I think something that American audiences might need to research, we don't know. I mean, I started thinking when I was writing about this, well, where does this father come from? And, and of course, the clue is the dog who is named 
Willie, right? Yeah. For I thought for Willie Brandt, and I thought yeah, he was a Willie Brandt. Very good. <laughs> uh, um, he was a Willie Brandt hippie, and she um, and she wants to be everything else that he isn't. Yeah. And and but that generational and that historic conflict seemed so interesting in the film and made it so much larger than just about these two people. Yeah, it's interesting that you, nobody asked me the thing with the dog, because it's really like, um, I know um, someone who's related to, it's it's not my father, but who has a care with the dog, all the dogs he named Willie, so it was, it never, d it didn't change. There was <laughs> not a Gerhard or something like So, um, no, and uh, for me it's, it's yeah, he's he belongs to a, I I think very typical German generation because it's the post-war generation Winfried and I mean with his 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 mother it was or like with the whole generation before he 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 had a clear enemy and and maybe this was also I when we spoke about the characters was also something that I had in mind like the the birth of his humor comes out of that the conflict he had with the with the generation before, and um, yeah, so he, with all the, the way he, he raised his daughter was with all the, yeah, values, or like giving her a view on the world, or like the idea of a world without borders, and um, sending her out that it now, yeah, turned against him in a way, because now she's not there anymore, and, um, and he's confronted now with, yeah, with that globalization in a way that he believed in, but he wanted another thing. So, um, yeah, all his values for me are a bit like a vanishing island or something. And the daughter, um, how, how does she, how did she find this thing to go out and do on her own? Is it a, is it a form of rebellion? Um, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's, yeah, she, 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 she seemed to decide against him in a way, but um, because she has that, yeah, this, this performance-oriented lifestyle and, and, um, or maybe, but actually I didn't, I, I saw her more as the next generation, not someone who's like, yeah, like where it transformed into something else. So this is not what he really wanted, but um, still she's curious, she's self-determined, she works abroad. So there, there, there are a lot of things that he, sh he actually should be proud of, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, but still, yeah, he's not uh, very happy with yeah, with the job so she chose, so. But she's so obviously unhappy, too. Yeah, she's, um, they're both unhappy, I think, but maybe she's more unhappy, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I think um, they're both not really, <laughs> not really at a hap happy, happy point, but, yeah, we talked a lot. I mean, he asks her this question about being happy or, like, and um, and it provokes her in a way because it's, she finds it also a, a simple, too simple the way he is asking, or um, yeah. But that's 
Yeah, that's a question. Um, why did you decide to make this uh, place that she's located now in Romania? In, in Bucharest? Yeah. Um, so Romania was, it, I was interested in that place also because I, I like a lot the Romanian cinema. So and, um, and it has a strong connection in, in economy, like to Germany, because there was a big sellout of the, of the country um, after the end of uh, communism. And a lot of German companies yeah, participated, tried to get something of that, of that cake. Uh, that was left, and it was a very cruel thing. So there are a lot of, and also I was interested, like how it works within the EU, like the hierarchies between between the countries, how you still, how they continue in in the companies. So that was just a, a setting that I found, uh, yeah, found interesting. Um, okay, so uh, this here come the spoilers. Um, the shape of the film is, I mean, this is film truly for me where I never knew from minute to minute where it was going. <laughs> um, I mean, it would just take these turns in every single scene. And um, how, how did you do that sense of the actors surprise, or the characters surprising yeah. you all the time. How did you, how did you stage it? How did you talk to them to keep those surprises happening? I mean, each I mean, there were some of the surprises are like, oh, like every. I mean, it's ninety-five percent a, a script, so actually it was written in the script, but I didn't know how good it will will work and um, and I think what I found out is also during the editing that it needed before I think almost before every surprise there's a moment when they are like waiting for something when it falls to, apart. Hap to, yeah. to happen or I don't know when there's a, like a, g uh, a hole a ga yeah when it falls apart and then comes something so this is this was also when when you would have like um, put them in a row and made it faster then it would have lost its um, yeah it's it's surprise I mean <laughs> but um, actually uh, by some surprises I was surprised myself <laughs> that they work so well <laughs> <laughs> and some were very clear I mean yeah, the naked, naked things. So was there from the beginning? It was, yeah. It was, it was in the script. Yeah, it was not a spontaneous decision. No, um, <laughs> no, it was in the script. And um, but this was something I really, I had to, I realized because we we did rehearsals, but with at least with uh, uh, under with part of half half dressed rehearsals and. The tension was completely different when they were completely naked on the shooting day, and then and then it really started to work because nakedness is. I mean, it's very simple; it just raises the tension of everybody. So um, that was a good thing, yeah. Very practical. <laughs> yeah. And for me, I mean, the song that yeah. her song that precedes yeah. it is what 
it's also makes that happen. Yeah. And, um, and that song is amazing. Um, I mean, she is just an amazing actress because all through, it seems like it's all fight or flight with her. Yeah. You know? And then once she starts doing that, she really finds something. It was really, I mean, this scene, it, I mean, we, we made it like eight times before and, and I said to, or what I wanted was that she was singing although she doesn't want to sing. And that's really like the worst thing you can want from an actor because it's, how do I sing either, and with singing either, I, she always said either I think, sing or I don't sing that song. And um, so we, we made, and, and with that scene it was a big luck that I made, that I rehearsed like longer before the shooting. I made like various variations of the of the singing, and we tried out like I, don't, I think five five different ways of singing it that I taped, and it was I think the only time during the shooting when I watched into the rehearsal footage on set because I always take everything to the set maybe I, I need it, and so um, we made a version then that we called uh, Vegas Las Vegas. And um, and I showed her that version and said, yeah, maybe we could do it like that because with I couldn't explain so well how how and she remembered and then I said, yeah, but take that aggression with you, and and then she was just yeah singing it like that, and we were surprised ourselves that yeah, yeah, she was really angry also that she had to sing it again. And that it, and she saw herself. I, I was the only time that I showed her herself and said, you know, we cannot. It's too boring. And and then we was like, yeah, it's really boring. She said she was very annoyed that we did something like that eight times. <laughs> and um, but so yeah. And then she said, yeah, I do Vegas now, but only one time. <laughs> and then she went away, and I was like, and, and the sound guy, he was really like. He was so angry at me because I didn't know how how loud and everything she would sing, and I didn't warn I warned nobody. So because I should have said, yeah, she she will sing much more louder. So he was like trying to get the sound good. And afterwards, I had to go to her because I really was not sure if I could take that. I mean, you you saw it. It's it's a lot. So <laughs> I don't know is that the right thing for right tone for the film. And then I had to say, yeah, Sandra, you said you will do it only one more time, but can you do the same but less? So it's always again very <laughs> bad directing, and uh, I felt very, I felt very bad because I knew it was incredibly good, but I just wanted to be sure, and yeah, well, it's but great. I was not right. This was sometimes I I do a lot of takes, and I always I I go so far that most of the times that I realize like when when I went over it, you know, like, it's then, and, yeah. So, I did, did it too many times. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, um, I don't know if in German acting schools they do this, but there's a very famous exercise that American actors do in method acting classes, any actors out here? And it's called the song exercise. Yeah? And, ah. yes. And it is a terrifying exercise, and what happens is, you have to look at the audience, and you have to sing some very familiar song like the Star Spangled Banner, 
one word at a time, one looking around at everyone. To everybody. Yeah. Uh -huh. And amazing things happen to people. I don't know how you ever use this when you're then in a play or a movie, yeah. but in the class, it's amazing. Ah, yeah, that's interesting. And that's what I thought about when yeah. I saw her, because she was so in the minute. I mean, she was so in the moment when yeah. she was doing this. No, that was, she, that was really a, a gift from her, that song. So last year, when we wanted to bring this film last year, we heard that you were making it. And uh, Kent, I know, called you and said, yeah. is it done? Ah, yeah. And you said something like, oh, no, I have 700 hours that I'm editing. <laughs> 700. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a lot of footage. 100. 100. Well, that's yeah. enough. It's, it's a lot, but it's just, it's only... I had all, almost 50 shooting days, so it's two hours mm -hmm. per day. It, uh, with digital, it really, like, you tape everything. I mean, you can throw away, like, at least 30%, uh, yeah. Because it's just, yeah, can we start now? No, make it off again. So, and so, yeah. But it's still a lot of footage. And the other thing I wanted to ask you is, did you ever think about Cassavetes when you were making this film? Yeah, it's always good to think about Cassavetes. Um, I, I really, I thought m maybe more with the last film, but um, more about no. But there are a lot of I, I really like his films very, very much, and um, also the craziness in his films, like. Like the, also like Mini and the Moskowitz, maybe more with that thing, or like um, Love Streams when she comes with all the animals out of the cars or things. Yeah, so there's so, so, mu so much in his films. Well, I mean, I guess I thought about that because of the desperation that yeah, you feel okay, yeah. in them. Um, that, you know, this just can't go on like this for one <laughs> more second. and. <laughs> um, when you were casting the film, did you see a lot of people, or did you, were these people you had in mind when you wrote these act two actors? The, these two, no, I um, I did a casting, and um, I believe very much in, in casting. Also, with every side role, I I do that, and um, because I think. You you can be very surprised, and um, also by a constellation, you don't. I I would have never taken the two together because um, he's from Austria, she's from Germany, uh, grew up in East Germany. So it was something that I would have never. Th it, I really needed a casting for that, and um, and also to see if you can work together. I mean, it's it's it it also it's very nece necessary to. Um, to be able to work together, so, and also the two actors. So it it it's um, and it's really like also with the side characters. Like after we decided to work together, like so after Sandra and Peter were found, I also went with, for example, with Peter to Romania to cast to find the right Flavia and to find the assistant for her. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very, 
and everybody who's like interacting with the main cast, even if he's not, even if he's not saying a word, is is casted. Um, and I also wanted to ask, and then we're going to open it up to you guys. Um, just one last question about the the form of the editing yeah. and the switches in point of view, yeah. which is part of what makes it surprising when you do the the shot change. Yeah. Um, and there was one small scene that I noticed in particular, and it's the scene with, it's actually three people. It's the scene when they go to see the big boss out near the oil fields, and yeah. it's, it's Vlad Ivana, and yeah. <laughs> who's an amazing actor. And you have that moment where he's just looking at, the camera's on him, yeah. but you know that he sees both of them in this triangle, yeah. and he, he gives them what they are doing. You see in his eyes what they are, what they look like to him. Ah, yeah. And I think what's so amazing about your editing is that every time the character's on, camera's on one character, you see in their eyes what the other person is doing and doing to them. Yeah, but that's because they're good actors. I mean, he's a very good actor, so he's he's. Um, um, and I and I also try always try to fill up every side role or like treat every side role like a main role in in terms of that I that I speak to them about their opinion about where they come from on that day, what they think, what their problems are, what. Um, they have in mind, so just to give them a completely different, uh, yeah, an, an own world, you know. So and and I, I think this makes it richer. So yeah, I even heard that someone because I'm also very crazy about actually. I think you should do that with every extra like giving him something because in Germany we don't do that and somebody told me that in America they are like that they write just for every extra a very little story that they just hand out with papers well, some I don't great know. directors do that yeah. but I don't think most yeah. <laughs> I will do that next time because I think this really helps everybody to create a that a whole because even if you look here Everybody has another reason why he's here. So just that people are thinking about something. That's that's very that makes and yeah. And so next time I will do that. Yeah, which I had a good uh, third assistant. They were mostly Romanians there, so she she made a very good directing there. But but that would really be interesting. Okay, let's. Do people have questions? Is there a mic? Going to go around or no? Yeah. Okay, so there is a question down here on the side. I just want to tell you that um, I think your film is absolutely astoundingly wonderful. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Um, I, I was curious when you said earlier that um, something surprised you. Um, that I, I would be curious to know what you were most worried about, what, because there's so many interesting transitions and surprising moments and um, that could not work, shifts in tone and between comedy and pathos and 
So I was wondering if maybe it's partly that, like just those moments where you shift in tone where you might have been worried that it didn't work or just because you always believed the characters even when it was sort of surprising and strange. And I, so yeah. I was curious, what was the most concern to you? I think the, I was the most afraid of the scene uh, when Tony appears for the first time because it's very simple. That was this, there are some scenes where you really know if this scene doesn't work, the film doesn't work. So, and with some scenes you say, ah, they're not so good, we can do something about that. Or, or, but, um, so here I, I said before that I need, and we were shooting three days on that scene, so I really had enough, uh, enough time because I thought it's, and when he, Tony is there, so Peter and I, we, we worked a lot on the Tony before, like, um, yeah, like, like doing several, things to make it rich, the character in a way, like rehearsing, but um, I had the feeling this scene, yeah, should be very precise what happens, like, because there are so many loud things involved, like the wig, the, the teeth, it's, it's so much, and, and still, the, the I was afraid that the that it would be a new story or like too surrealistic, too much of a fantasy or something. That, but because the most important thing was that the story between father and daughter goes on underneath these loud things. And, and so this was something that, um, and still it should be funny. So it, yeah, I was, and it helped, it really, actually, if I, I mean, with filmmaking, it's so cruel sometimes because it all depends on how much chances you have to do something. I mean, you can make mistakes with like, I mean, taking completely different act, a uh, uh, completely not good actor or something, but this, okay, but when you've made good decisions before, then, and you have enough time, then you can solve so many problems. And I was also happy that because I made, for example, I, I um, I did again two, two or three shooting days. I um, repeated completely, and there was one scene um, like when he's in the closet. Also, surprise! He's some some. There's a moment when he's in the closet. That's and um, and. And I just made it too long, the, the battle afterwards. It was just too long. So, and I knew immediately when I, when I watched it, shit, this, this. And I, and I knew immediately how it would be better. So, so, and this was, then sometimes it's good to have good producers and to really talk about and have, a, have an, an idea how you make it, how you could make it much better and yeah. But there's so many things to be afraid of when shooting a film. It's really a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just. Uh, can I ask one? Yeah. I'm just curious. So, did you, because of this, I mean, it's a very brave film. So, did you um, get input from audiences at all, or did you just rely on your immediate circle of when when editing or like? Yeah, after you were putting things together and yeah. things you were concerned about, did you have screenings for? No, I, I mean we. It was a small circle of people who watched um, who watched the film. 
Um, what I did was like, I because I didn't want to go two times through all the footage, because of that I edited every scene very carefully from the beginning on. So actually it took me seven months or eight months to go through the whole film until the film was complete, until I was at the end of the film. And this was very long, so it was a long time when I just had one hour, one hour, ten minutes, so it was like, and um, and I edited every scene very carefully, and sometimes I edited two or three versions between where I, d I didn't know, and so, because I also think that the film is so long now because of that, because it, um, yeah, I didn't make, maybe I would have thrown things out too early without treating them very good. Or, yeah, because so. it doesn't feel long at all. I mean, when you're sitting there, luck, yeah. you think it's an hour has gone by, and it's uh, really two oh, and a half. Oh, that's good, an hour. <laughs> yeah, you're waiting for the next hour. <laughs> yeah. Hi, um, I'm really a big fan. Um, and I just came out of Tony Edmund now, and I just wanted to ask you a question about how did you go about balancing not only the lives of Inez, uh, Wilfred slash Tony, and, but also you spoke, spoke on about a little earlier about the globalization going yeah. on in, in Bucharest, because I thought the way you decided you were seamlessly able to go through all those different ideas and, 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 um, and relationships between characters, it was just done in a very seamless manner. So um, how did, what informed your decision to do that, and how did you go about Doing that such, yeah. Thank between you. the like, be, like how I shifted between the characters? Well, for pretty much like focusing from, because in the beginning of the movie, you're focusing With a lot on Wilfris and then yeah. Inez, and then you have a lot about yeah. the company and such. Actually, this was something that it happened during the writing. This was, this was written in the script, and um, I, but actually, it was written in the script. I, you know, actually, I always thought there's this rule that the the f person you start the film with stays the main character. So this happens a lot of time. I felt that with my other film, I, in the end, because actually with the other film, I wanted to make a film really about a couple, and I think the film got a bit more on her being the main character, just a little bit. And um, and I was afraid that this might maybe is happening with that film too, but I ha but then there was so many. I mean, he enters her world, and he's um, it's her it's more her story, or it becomes more her story, or it's more natural that it's her story because she's uh, yeah she she has to deal with what he <laughs> what he gives to her, and. Um, And I was afraid, I was not sure whether it will be interesting enough to have that all that business stuff. You know, the film takes a lot of time on that business world. And I, because in the scripts, you could have said, yeah, it's really boring and so, And I, but I, I didn't want to give in too early because I think we spend so much time in our work, with our work. And in films, is it's, it's, yeah, it's often just a little scene, and and uh, then it's to to say the ca the person is doing this or that, and and I also wanted to really understand what she's doing, and found it an interesting thing. Like, 
having that uh, that job of a consultant who's like, I mean, the the world economy doesn't work without consultants. You they 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 really need it because the companies in house they cannot do all those projects. But on the other side, it's also an an outsourcing of responsibility, in a in a way because the the consultants are only half responsible and the company is also not or tries not to be responsible. So, um, and there were so many aspects that I tried to get in in into the film. And um, actually, I was I thought the film will be shorter. <laughs> I thought it will will be shorter, but I tried to treat all those things carefully because maybe they will be the ones who will end in the film. And and the script was written like that, but yeah. <laughs> we discussed about that. It, it's re you really have to be sure, I think, with the length like that. Because sometimes when you watch a film and then you feel like, ah, it's not edited until the end. And But I tried to shorten it and it was really interesting because it became longer it felt longer i had the because i had just i could have cut a, cut out like 10 minutes maybe something like that was something that i could have discussed about but but it it didn't make it better and so i thought yeah it doesn't matter i mean it's if it's 160 or 150 <laughs> so it's really um yeah, you. We have time just for two more, and I see you in the same row, one and then two. First. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious about the workshopping and rehearsal process with the actors. Yeah. And, and also, how that worked in chronology with shooting, did, and did you shoot chronologically? So, so did yeah. you workshop entirely before production, scene I did, by scene? Yeah, yeah. I did. I. I I mean, first was the casting, and then there was the casting for the other roles. And for this, I always write separate scenes to not use the script. This is really a big mistake that I made longer ago, because then, then the, yeah. So this is one thing, and this is something that, because it's a longer casting process, it's already, f I try to make it a bit like rehearse, feeling like rehearsal for the ones, for the main actors. And then we had like, uh, then I took like, three, four weeks of rehearsing. It, it sounds very long, but I mean, it's, yeah, to go through this long script, and then there were like things involved, like going, Sandra and me, going to meet some consultants, going to companies, and, and also reading the script, going through the script, like, and, and what I did is like, I let them read the script and then I re-improvise the scenes. I, I, I try not to work, like really work too detailed on the real dialogue because I think you, you can kill it then. So, and it's always like, I always try to come close to what I need as an information, how the film will be or what could be better, what I could change. And I also went back to writing after casting. So the writing always comes back in every phase that I try to, uh, yeah, to, to go with what I found out during, because if not, then it, yeah. And, and, and so, but I never try to, I try to leave, really leave something open. And, um, and also a part of the, of the rehearsal is also to get to know the actors better, to, to know 
because it's always that there's one part that you have to work more on or like one side of the character that that will be more work, like to really find out where, where the problems might be or, or the difficulties. And and then there's something that I really try to get with that film and that because with that film I I had almost had every location in the end. In the script, there were already already the real location that I had was written there, and um, and I also tried to get a rehearsal with every um, actor involved and the cameraman on the real location, the, and that was something that makes so much sense and makes makes it so much better that you have enough time to deal with all that what I would call like sneezes or staging st because directing is you're so you come to set and and then you're so dis not disappointed but it gets on your nerves so much that you have to organize things like yeah you come in there you sit there but then yeah but when he's there where am i and there's this glass and what do I, so it's all these thousands of things and then the cameraman doesn't get through and until you really come to the so and all these things are to really find the right um, so that everybody knows what he will be doing and 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 then on the actual shooting day I try to uh, work on the emotions yeah or what lies under on the sub level on the variation of the on the dialogue and also try to have like a because because we are prepared then try to have a again then uh, as environment of, of freedom for the actors to uh, to uh, yeah to to also be able to give some presence or to be uh, yeah more to not not improvise but to uh, yeah to try out things if your question is short, ask it. But if not, we have to go. My answer was too long, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, since you spoke about the writing process being continual, I was wondering if there's a difference for you between the mindset and approach as a director as well as the writer of your work, so the way you view your work when you're coming to it to bring it alive versus the way you kind of imagined it as you were writing it. If there was a transition between, whether yeah, I mean, there's a period when I don't, when I don't think so much as a film. I mean, it, it comes step by step. Then I'm I'm always very afraid of because I like the writing very much, and I always have the tendency to say, oh no, we just leave it a script, and that's we don't need to make a film. And I'm I'm so uh, so I'm very afraid that I will not make a good film out of the out of the script. And so um, I found it fun because when I just went to the script, um, the some pictures came back how I imagined it. Uh, that was really funny b before. Um, but that was not the answer. Was that an answer? Yeah. Okay. Thank you very, very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you all. It's a great film. The Close-Up from the Film Society of Lincoln Center is produced by Nick Kemp and Michael Odemark. Our opening music is by Steelism. 
you can subscribe to The Close-Up on iTunes and Stitcher. The Film Society of Lincoln Center is a nonprofit arts organization based in New York City, supported by individuals just like you. Founded in 1969 to celebrate American and international cinema, the Film Society presents year-round programming recognizing established and emerging filmmakers, supporting important new work, and enhancing awareness, accessibility, and understanding of the moving image. To learn more about what we do and support the Film Society by becoming a member, please visit filmlink.org, F-I-L-M-L-I-N-C.org. The Film Society of Lincoln Center. Film lives here.